Let us pray. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, for you are our rock and our redeemer, our light and our life. Amen. Grace and peace to you from God, our creator and our savior, Jesus Christ. Blessed are the poor in spirit, those who mourn, the meek, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are they, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those the world dismisses and pushes aside today, the unjustly incarcerated, the depressed, the addicted, the unwanted, the broken, those in our community who stand in line with their children or lean on their canes at the food pantry. Blessed are the refugees seeking safety at our borders, those who work tirelessly for justice in what seems like an uphill battle. Blessed are those who are without families, those with troubled rent histories, those who struggle for life's basic needs. Blessed are those who strive to make peace by loving their enemies, even when it's really hard. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who are just barely holding things together, those who are tired and overworked, those who aren't sure what or if they believe. Blessed are those who are filled with self-doubt, the weak, those who are empty. Blessed are the lonely, those who are afraid, those who are overwhelmed by the pain of, of oppression or grief and yet refuse to give up hope for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Jesus and his newly commissioned disciples with the crowds have climbed up the mountain where Jesus begins to teach them. Seminary professor Matthew Skinner points out that the mountains in this region, they're not especially tall, but they're just tall enough that on this mountain, they would have had an incredible vantage point of the landscape that they can see for miles around them. They can see buildings representing great power over them. They can see their communities, villages, trade and caravans among the hills and valleys below. Jesus teaching Set against this all-encompassing view is not an abstraction. Jesus casts a striking and incredible vision for the kingdom of heaven and for communal shalom that's rooted in God's faithfulness against this visible backdrop of hierarchies and worldly structures and systems where the powerful thrive, not the weak. For some time now, Throughout Galilee, Matthew 4 tells us that Jesus has been teaching in the synagogues and proclaiming the good news, 
curing every disease and every sickness among the people, afflicted with various diseases and pain, Jesus cured them. And the crowd is increasing in size and following him. And on the mountain, Jesus calls the least likely among them blessed. The poetic cadence of the Beatitudes, Jesus' famous Sermon on the Mount, which is likely pretty familiar, might seem to soothe us. But for the crowds that day, Jesus' words were not soft or gentle. They're radical and unsettling, and they are extraordinarily freeing. Jesus' vision is a shocking reversal of powers as the crowd knew it because it wasn't anything like their lived experience in the world. Jesus reveals God's special favor and blessing for those who are pushed aside, forgotten, and unloved, for those persecuted because they hunger and thirst for righteousness. Jesus' words are blessings that fall in unexpected places, not places of perfection, but into the cracks and upon those who are, as one commentator put it, messy, chaotic, unruly, and unattractive. Jesus extends incredible blessings upon his disciples that are unconditionally given and freely imparted out of God's deep and radical love a love that didn't make any sense as it was revealed in Jesus dying on the cross for us. Yet God's wisdom chose this unlikely, even foolish place to reveal God's deep and radical love for you. Jesus' words are surprising blessings from the one who loves you and blesses you far beyond the limits of human comprehension or expectation. Even before the cross, even before Jesus speaks these blessings on the mountain, Jesus has already been living out the blessings, embodying them, liberating people in all of Galilee, feeding and healing, empowering and proclaiming the good news. Jesus will continue to bless real lives as he journeys toward the cross. And even on the cross, he offers forgiveness while he is crucified until he gives up his spirit and takes his last human breath. God has already been bringing about the kingdom of heaven and continues to bring it about through those God still blesses today. Jesus' words are an invitation to the crowds following him to enter as a community into a new way, an invitation to the most unlikely ones to enter and experience the kingdom of heaven that is already here and is still yet to come. An invitation to the ones with the least amount of power, the ones most unlikely to be effective against the injustices and strongholds of power all around us. With Jesus' blessing, comes the invitation to trust God's faithfulness and power, not relying on our own. And if God can bring life out of death, just imagine what God might do through even our weakest selves. 
I was revisiting a book this week called The Evangelizing Church, and I was reminded of this. Theologian Soren Kierkegaard declared, true Christianity will always be moving, always acting, always awake. Faith is a restless thing, he said. It's always looking for the next new, creative, courageous, and generous thing it can do. This is the life that we as blessed disciples are called toward. After being embraced in God's self-giving love, the gift and blessing of faith propels us toward God's vision for the world. The gift of the Spirit empowers us, enables us to answer the call to bless others as we have been blessed, to act as God desires for us. Faith is restless and active because to respond to such love is the only thing that makes any sense at all. Jesus' words are a call to discipleship, to embody this restless faith that does not stop pursuing the kingdom of heaven no matter how unlikely a candidate we might feel, no matter how daunting the landscape might be before our eyes. Consider your own call as the Apostle Paul invites us to do. Consider your own call. You who are weary, who feel less than, who feel like you cannot take on one more thing. You who weren't sure you even wanted to show up today. You who doubt whether justice will ever prevail. You who feel empty, you who ache for the suffering places, you who hunger for something more than the world can give. Jesus is blessing you. You are blessed. This is your identity. You are blessed and named children of God. You are filled with all that you need. Rise up, beloveds. You are raised with Christ through baptism. Yours is the kingdom of heaven. This is Jesus' blessing and call to you, right where you find yourself today, empty or full. A blessing for now, and a blessing that extends into the promised future. It's pure gift to be immersed in the community of God's self-giving love and light, Here's an invitation to be washed anew in God's grace and to be filled with whatever it is that God sees that you need. A call to respond as those already blessed by living into God's radical vision, a call of response to seek justice and to show mercy and loving kindness as you walk humbly and attentively with God. Rejoice and be glad. This blessing is an incredible gift and a call for this community in Christ. And the world needs what you have been given. Bless others as you have been blessed. Shine for all to see.